Former incompetent President Barack Obama has completed the tour promoting his memoir and is now writing a memoir about his tour promoting his memoir. When he's finished, he plans to write a memoir about writing the memoir about his tour promoting the memoir. The current memoir, entitled America, It's Just Not Good Enough for Me, has become a bestseller after the former bad president's promotional tour, which he'll write about in his new memoir, America, It Still Can't Live Up to Me, which he'll write about writing about in his next memoir, Stop Bothering Me, America, You Just Don't Rate. In his memoir about his memoir's promotional tour, Obama will explain that his interview with Oprah Winfrey was actually a visual effect in which Obama was made to appear as if he was in the same room with Oprah Winfrey, even though she couldn't possibly deserve to be in the same room with Obama because Oprah Winfrey is part of America, and America just isn't good enough to be in the same room with Obama. When he finishes writing about that, he'll write about writing about how you aren't in the same room with him while he's writing because you too are part of America and don't deserve to be there. Obama's current memoir was originally contracted to be 100,000 words long, but instead came out closer to being 100,000 pages long. Obama says that was not because he's a narcissistic incompetent who thinks he knows vastly more than in fact he does and couldn't even read the contract, but instead is because 100,000 words was simply not enough to contain the worlds that are contained within Barack Obama, each one of them better than America. Obama says he'll begin work on the memoir of the tour as soon as the tour ends and will begin work on the memoir about the memoir as soon as the memoir ends so that he will disappear into an endless world of Obama, which will be much, much better than America. America says he can't wait for him to disappear. <laughs> Trigger warning, I'm Andrew Claven, and this is The Andrew Claven Show. All right, the vast right-wing conspiracy known as Clavenon not only continues, but this entire show is going to be about Clavenon, which I will explain to you right after you go on YouTube and subscribe to my channel, the Andrew Claven channel, where you can get all kinds of fresh content. If you ring that bell, we'll deliver it to your house in a small truck. We'll wear masks. We'll take your silverware uh, possibly hold you at gunpoint and then recede. So you want to hit that bell and also leave a comment. And if the comment is sufficiently annoying uh, and just kind of rasping and enough, we'll put it on the show because it'll fit right in. Uh, today we have Brandon Sorensen, who said they reelected Nancy Pelosi because everyone knows the only way to stop a Kraken is with Medusa's severed head. A very sophisticated, classical joke. Last, The last uh, Kraken joke we had, a couple of people made comments today that if one VJS said, if I ever get Clavin to laugh that hard at one of my comments, my life will be complete. It, truly, this was a comment from a noir vala that I tried to read and couldn't get through. I actually, at, at night... When my wife came home over dinner, I tried to read it to her and I still couldn't get through it. It was, it's nice to know after all these years, the Kraken has chosen to side with the Republicans. We now have 100% of the gigantic, legendary, cephalopod-like sea monster voting population. So <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why that cracked me up, but it did. So I like to exercise a lot of different ways. I like to get outside and exercise, but I don't always have the time to go outside. And that's why this Echelon bike I've been using is absolutely terrific. Echelon is one of those bikes. It's so much, it's so much cheaper than the other brand. 
but it really does work. And they have these wonderful classes on your iPad. You just put your pad on the bike and there, there are people there. You can do them live. You can test yourself against other people. It, it really is a good, good exercise experience. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and they're all new Echelon Stride Smart treadmill. These things really do keep you fit and, and they're just fun. It's fun to have the instructors. Um, some of the instructors are funny. Some of them are just very uh, accurate and really good at what they do. I really enjoy it. Go to echelonfit.com slash Clavin. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash Clavin and try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. And I know you're thinking, yeah, sure, I can spell echelon, but how do you spell Clavin? It's K-L-A-V-A-N. There are no E's in Clavin. I just make it look, am I making it look easy? I don't think so. All right, Clavinon is back. And for those of you who are drinking your way through 2020 and have lost most of your memory, Clavinon is the reality that gives rise to crazy conspiracy theories like QAnon. I don't believe in the QAnon conspiracy theory that there's some sort of hidden battle going on between Satan worshiping pedophiles and Donald Trump, but I do believe there's an awful lot of sexual abuse of minors among the powerful and that the powerful conspire to cover it up. That's the Clavinon beneath the QAnon, the conspiracy beneath the conspiracy theory. Now, last week, Trump lawyer Sidney Powell made an extraordinary claim. She said an international cabal of leftists cyber stole millions of votes from Donald Trump and Trump actually won in a landslide. Now, she's been kicked off the Trump legal team and it's a pretty good guess that it's because she can't show the proof required to support that kind of a claim. I'm almost positive that's why they kicked her off. But even if her story is just a conspiracy theory, Clavenon is operational here. There is, in fact, an international cabal of leftists who want to steal our sovereignty and impose socialism on us. I spoke about them last week, the World Economic Forum, with their wicked plans to use the pandemic as a chance for a, quote, great reset that will bring about international socialism. These are the sorts of people for whom God made tar and feathers. So even if Sidney Powell is wrong about the election, and I suspect very strongly she is, there will still be plenty of conspiracy beneath the conspiracy theory. Now, it's always difficult to make our way to the truth, but it's especially difficult when our press is just so corrupt. The people who brought us Trump as a Russian spy and Brett Kavanaugh is a mass rapist have no more business asking us to believe them about the election than they do asking us to believe them about the Chinese flu. They're trash. Their word is worth nothing. And being surrounded by liars creates fertile soil for conspiracy theories to grow. But just because their side is wrong, that doesn't make our side right. There are important reasons not to become a, comp a conspiracy theorist. I'll talk about those in a minute. But it's equally important when the world tempts you into QAnon to keep looking for Clavenon, namely the truth. So all weekend long, I wrote a column basically before uh, Sidney Powell was kicked off the legal team when she made this comment about what happened at the election. Uh, well, let's play the comments. It's cut six. This is stunning heartbreaking, infuriating, and the most unpatriotic acts I can even imagine for people in this country to have participated in in any way, shape, or form. And I want the American public to know right now that we will not be intimidated. American patriots are fed up with the corruption from the local level to the 
highest level of our government. And we are going to take this country back. We are not going to be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are going to clean this mess up now. President Trump won by a landslide. We are going to prove it. And we are going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. So, so I wrote a column basically saying I am not expecting her to be able to prove that. That, that is not something I, I, I'd be surprised and delighted. I'd be the first person to admit, oh, well, gee, I was not expecting that. But there it is. But all I'm saying is I feel it's irresponsible to believe a claim like that without proof, just as it would be irresponsible not to believe it if proof were supported. And I spent the weekend with people writing me emails calling me all kinds of names from uh, uh, telling me I would have helped Hitler kill the Jews uh, to telling me that I was abandoning the fight and leaving us to be to descend into the dark ages. And, uh, you know, the only ones that do uh, hurt my feelings are when people say, oh, I've been a big fan, but now I can't listen to you anymore because I'm giving you the same thing I was always giving you, which is the best version, the honest version of what I see. That's the same thing I'm always giving you. And when you say, well, now suddenly you're a liar and a fraud, even though I liked everything you were saying before, you know, there's something wrong with that. And I'll, I'll try to explain what it is. The problem with these conspiracy theories is conspiracy theorists tend to find circumstantial evidence that they think is suggestive of something. Like, for instance, there's this company, Dominion, you know, all about this Dominion software, and there was another company named Smartmatic, and I said in my column there was no connection between them, but there is this tenuous connection that there was a company between them, one of them got rid of, and the other one bought up, really bought up its assets because it was going broke. You know, I, I knew about that, but I didn't think that was an actual connection. But OK, that's that's a connection. And so somebody says, well, there's the, there is they were in Venezuela and there's the, the proof. But you use evidence like that as proof while ignoring all the evidence there is on the other side, like the fact that Trump lost wealthy suburbs, where a lot of times they didn't have Dominion suburb, uh, uh, software, that uh, the software when they recounted in Georgia, the software had counted the votes fairly accurately. Uh, you know, that um, that Republicans won on the lower down on the uh, on the ballot where Trump lost, meaning people had said, we don't like the left, but we don't like Trump either. The fact that Trump has been unpopular despite all the good things he's done. So you got to balance these things. But listen, I don't care about the lying media. I know they've lied and I know they've done just exactly what Trump is doing. And I know sometimes Trump has to speak, the, say, the, do the things that the media does because he doesn't have a media to support him like uh, the left does. I don't care about the left saying, oh, Trump is destroying democracy. They've done nothing but attack democracy for the last four years. None of that matters to me. What I do care about, what I do care about is us, you and me and the right and the, my, all my friends on the conservative uh, side. A conspiracy theory is a machine for turning grief into anger, right? Grief is an enormously painful experience. I feel grief over Trump's loss. I prayed that Trump would win. I don't think he did win. I don't think there was that much fraud. I think he lost exactly in the way I feared he would lose for four years, exactly the way I thought he might lose because of his uh, attitude and the, the way he treats people. I was afraid that was going to beat him. I think that is essentially what happens. That makes you sad. Being sad, being grief, having grief is a feeling of helplessness. When somebody dies, you realize that you're up against something that's just too big. There's nothing you can do. Nobody wants to feel helpless. Everybody wants to feel like they've got power. Uh, being helpless is very traumatic. So 
uh, conspiracy theory teaches you that, oh no, it's not, don't feel grief, feel anger because we were tricked, you were stolen, it took something away from you. So Tucker Carlson comes out and he says, hey, I'd like to see some proof. Suddenly Tucker's a villain. Tucker, who was a hero 10 minutes ago, suddenly he's a villain. Suddenly uh, I'm a villain. Suddenly, you know, I've been telling you all this stuff. Suddenly I'm a... The question to ask yourself is, is there a piece of evidence if the Supreme Court turns it down, if it won't take their... uh, their case, if all these courts turn it down, is there a piece of evidence that will convince you? Or are you committed to being angry and bitter and feeling that some that great conspiracies are out there trying to hurt you uh, and take things away from you and just going on in bitterness for the rest of your life with everybody who disagrees with you being the enemy? Not a way to live. It's not a good way to live. You know, it really isn't. I mean, it's not, it can't just be true. They have to be able to prove it's true. It can't be that everybody, that everybody is betraying you when they start to say, when the courts start to turn this stuff down. So let, let me just take a look at what happened over the weekend. This is the Clavenless weekend, right? A Pennsylvania court threw out a Trump lawsuit. A U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Brand wrote in his order that Trump had asked the court to disenfranchise basically uh, 7 million voters. So talking about a lot of the uh, people in Pennsylvania. And the judge said, the judge came down really hard on him. He said, one might expect that when seeking such a startling outcome, a plaintiff would come formidably armed with compelling legal arguments and factual proof of rampant corruption. But that didn't happen. Basically, he said they had no proof. All right. Now, Jenna Ellis, who's part of the a friend of this show, and I, I like her very much, and she's uh, on the Trump team. She said, well, that's just, we, we're trying to get to the Supreme Court, so this is just out of the way. Sidney Powell doubled down on her conspiracy theory and uh, went after, she went after Georgia, I think it was. Let's play cut eight. Jordan Sekulow said that there's going to be a filing soon in Georgia that would be explosive. Can you tell us anything? Can you make some news with us here tonight? Tell us anything new that you're going to present in that filing in Georgia. Well, I'm, I, I can't say that yet, but hopefully this week we will, we will get it ready to file. Sydney, what's and it, it will it will be biblical. <laughs> so it's going to be biblical. It's going to be the Kraken. It's going to be Kraken, Kraken, good bi- biblical. She even went after the Georgia Secretary of State Brian Kemp, who's saying, you know, we recounted the votes. <laughs> you know, Trump, Trump lost Georgia, so she went after him. Uh, this is cut nine. Probably going to be the first state I'm going to blow up, and uh, Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go with it because they're in on the Dominion scam with their last-minute purchase or award of a contract to Dominion of $100 million. The State Bureau of Investigation for Georgia ought to be looking into the financial benefits received by Mr. Kemp and and, uh, the Secretary of State's family about that time. Just to clarify, you're saying that Governor Kemp, who's been a longtime ally of the president, is is directly involved because of financial benefit in the conspiracy to defeat the president in Georgia? We have certainly been told that there is evidence of that. Now, Kemp is a big Trump guy, and I, you know, okay, so we've been told that there was evidence of that. She went on with Glenn Beck, and she said, quote, our forces, unquote, have confiscated a voting company server in Germany linked to alleged pro-Joe Biden fraud committed by Dominion Voting Systems. The military, if that's who she was talking about, and the voting company have denied that claim. So finally... Finally, uh, Trump's legal team issued a statement 
saying Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. Now, that's not what they were saying before. The Trump team was saying before that Powell was their lawyer. And, you know, just just to put a, a good word in for, for Jenna, Jen, if you listen to what Jenna has been saying in all these press conferences, she's basically been saying, we want to make sure that the vote was valid. Everybody should want to do that. She's a lawyer working for a client, Donald Trump. That's what he wants to do. That's what she's saying they're doing. You know, and that's, it's important. I mean, what, what are you going to say now? Is Trump a traitor to Trump for throwing Sidney Powell over the, under the bus? Is only the person who's saying what we want to be true, we want it to be true that Trump won the election, is only the person who's saying that the only honest person because she's saying what we want to be true? Did Trump now just betray Trump? Has Trump now just betrayed Trump? Like, is he, are we angry at Trump because he he wanted proof that Sidney Powell wasn't delivering, so he threw her under the bus? I mean, remember, remember, these guys go into court, and this is important. Rudy Giuliani went into court and he was asked, is, uh, is this a fraud case? And he said, no, this is not a fraud case. Well, why did he do that? Because when you're in court, you're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to accuse people in a court. You're under oath. There's legal penalties for doing that. So in court where it counted, Rudy Giuliani said, this is not a fraud case, okay? And they've been doing that repeatedly, okay? And the Trump, you know, the Trump team is moving on. They're doing, uh, they have other suits and all this stuff, but that the window is narrowing. You know, there's, there's less and less stuff that they can do. There's going to come a point. It's going to get to the Supreme Court, I, I believe. And the Supreme Court will probably make a decision based on, remember, the Supreme Court has a lot of uh, leeway about what cases they take. And the Supreme Court may look at this and say, it's not going to change the outcome. So we're not going to listen to all the details. At that point, you're going to be faced, if you still want to hold to the conspiracy theory, if you still want to avoid the grief, at that point, you're going to be faced with saying that this Supreme Court, which is now a 6-3 Supreme Court, you know, with John Roberts being wobbly, is also betraying everybody, you know? I mean, so at what, at what point, at what point do we say, you know, we've got to move on to the fight ahead because Clavenon is real. You know, there's re there really is stuff that we have to fight against. And, and a couple of the people who wrote to me basically feel that Trump is the last stand. And that's a very conservative mindset thing to say. The conservatives are always saying, this is it. If we lose this, everything is gone. That's why we never play the long game. That's why we never fight for the culture, which is, I think, what we sh one of the things we need to be fighting for is the culture. We never play the long game because we're always convinced, lose this fight, and it's over. Lose this fight and we go communist. Lose this fight. You know, right now, the, Georgia is so important. Winning a Senate race in Georgia is so important because there are a lot of leftists out there pushing Joe Biden to the left. But if he's got to deal with Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, that's a very different situation. And Joe Biden is used to that situation. That's the situation that Joe Biden, uh, you know, has lived with for 47 years, negotiating with the other side. That's where we want him. We want him negotiating with the other side so that he can't do the crazy, crazy stuff. Some of the crazy stuff he's talked about, the Green New Deal and the taxes. I mean, basically, he's, you know, if, as long as Mitch McConnell is in charge in the Senate, he's not getting that far. There'll be, there'll be bad stuff, but it's not going to be, you know, the end of the world. So again, you know, I, I'm sad Trump lost. I am, you know, I mean, it's, I think he was, he did a really good job, but the people have spoken and unless they really can prove that hundreds of thousands of votes were stolen. I mean, here's Kevin Kramer, a senator in North Dakota. He's breaking with, with Trump now. He's saying, no, this is not happening. It's cut 15. 
I'm just speaking strictly now from uh, this attack on democracy, as you call it. This is these are legal systems. This is these are processes that are in our Constitution, in our laws. And they're not just appropriate, but they're really an obligation, frankly, to the millions of Americans that President Trump is a reflection of. I know, you, you know a lot of people like to think that we're the reflection of him. He's a reflection of millions of people that want to see him fight this to the end. Now, there has to be an end, Chuck. I, I agree. There has to be an end. Yeah. I frankly do think it's time to, well, it was past time to start a transition to at least cooperate with the transition. I'd rather have a president that has more than one day to prepare should Joe Biden, you know, end up winning this. But in the meantime, again, he's just exercising his legal options. Kramer was one of the first people to step up and support Trump when he was running the first time. And he's a Trump, I won't call him a Trump clone, but he's a Trump guy. He's, a, you know, does a lot of the same stuff, believes in a lot of the same stuff that Trump believes in. You know, Trump can concede and also continue the legal fight. He can begin the transition and also continue the legal fight. But when you're losing guys like Kramer, it's not because Kramer's a traitor to the cause. It's That's not the reason. It's because he's looking at what's going on, too. And we all have to do it. We all have to face what is, is happening. Hard to believe, but Christmas is almost here. And you're probably thinking, uh-oh, I didn't think what I'm supposed to get my people, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Go to Paint Your Life. Paint Your Life can give you a truly meaningful gift. They, You can take any picture of anything you want, and they will get a painter to turn it into a painting. And the painter will work with you, will stay in contact with you. I did it. It really does come out well. It's a nice gift. You can do your pets, your kids, your wife, whatever you want to do. I just did a, a seven-foot-tall one of me. No, I didn't. But I, I did one of me just to test it out, and it really came out great. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited-time offer, you can get 20 off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. How do you do that? You go, you text the word Andrew to 64,000. Text Andrew to 64,000. Andrew to 64,000. And you will get 20% off a beautiful painting. Paint Your Life celebrates the moments that matter most. The thing that makes it so bloody hard is not just the craziness on the left. It's the press. The press just sticks in your throat. Like, you know, here, here's Chuck Todd telling us that we're getting our news from terrible sources. And yes, I'm not joking. I'm, didn't, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, Clavin, you're such a funny guy, Chuck Todd, talking about us getting news from bad sources. But no, this is actually what he says. Cut 11. I buy into the theory that the death of the local newspaper is, is basically was the beginning of this that shoved everybody to Facebook. And there's just way too many people that use mm. Facebook as their uh, and cable news as their information um, as their information vehicles. And certainly Facebook is certainly not a trustworthy platform. I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm I'm yet to have anybody prove to me that Facebook can be a trustworthy platform for information right now. Many of us feel exactly the same way about Chuck Todd and certainly about NBC, where they killed the Harvey Weinstein story on orders from Hollywood, basically, from their the people who own them in Hollywood. You know, Chuck Todd, who had everybody on saying Trump was a Russian asset, NBC, which has been a, an absolute uh, conveyor of conspiracy theories against Donald Trump, suddenly telling us that, you know, all these people are on Facebook and they're not getting information from good sources like us, like them. Let me read some, something from the New York Times. New York Times is a f former newspaper. Uh, the baseless 
great reset conspiracy theory rises again. That's the headline in the New York Times. A baseless conspiracy theory about the coronavirus has found new life as cases surge once again. On Monday morning, the phrase, the Great Reset, trended with nearly 80,000 tweets, with most of the posts coming from familiar far-right internet personalities. Oh, (laughs) maybe that was me. Uh, The conspiracy alleges that a cabal of elites has long planned for the pandemic so that they could use it to impose their global economic control on the masses. In some versions of the unfounded rumor, it is only President Trump who is thwarting this plan and keeping the scheme at bay. But no, no, that is the extreme version of what they're saying. That's the extreme version of what they're saying, of what people are saying, like me, is what I'm saying is, Wealthy people, international group of very wealthy people are basically planning to use the pandemic to impose international socialism. Now, what would make me think a thing like that? Well, I go over to the World Economic Forum, right, where the the Davosi, they call them the Davos gang, and I look at their website and they have the Great Reset. And here's what it says. They say, we have to use this moment. We have to use this moment with the coronavirus spreading, to do three things. The first would steer the market toward fairer outcomes. Now, this isn't an international cabal of billionaires telling they're going to steer the market toward fairer outcomes. To this end, governments should improve coordination. So international governments, different governments from different countries should work together for tax, regulatory, and fiscal policy upgrade trade arrangements and create the conditions for a stakeholder economy, which is a way of saying that um, that companies should not just support their shareholders by making profits, but their stakeholders. So anybody who has a stake, for instance, you have a stake in the environment, right? You have a stake in the environment. So that we need a stakeholder economy, not a shareholder economy. Now, many of us, of course, believe that markets are the best way to govern value. And we believe that companies should be free to do whatever they think is right. But no, they are saying governance, governments should coordinate to make sure the market produces fairer outcomes. There's a word for that. It's socialism, right? Only it's international socialism because they feel that governments should basically conspire together to do this to the markets, right? The second component of a great reset, I'm reading this from their website, okay? This is the New York Times baseless conspiracy that is based on the words of the people conspiring, right? The second component of a great reset agenda would ensure that investments advance shared goals such as equality and sustainability. And immediately it comes into your mind, whoa, who shares those goals? I don't share those goals. I don't give a rat's about sustainability. I think it's a complete grift. I think sustainability is a total grift. I don't think that's what companies should be thinking about. Obviously, we should have laws to protect our environment. I'm in favor of that. But sustainability is nonsense. Equality is nonsense. Ain't going to be no equality unless you have socialism. Equality always means oppression. Why? Because I can't play basketball like LeBron James. If LeBron James is going to be equal to me on a basketball court, the only way to do that is to make LeBron James play worse. That's how you get equality. And the only way to do that is to oppress him, is to force him not to be able to play as well as he can play, right? He he was born with talent. He worked hard for his talent. He plays like no one has ever played before. 
putting me on a court and saying I should be equal is absurd. Ain't going to be no equality. That's not a shared goal. So what is that doing? That's imposing goals on us. The Devwasi, this is why tar and feather was made, is for people like this. The third and final priority of a great reset agenda is to harness the innovations of the fourth industrial revolution. That's all the tech that's coming down the pike to support the public good, especially by addressing health and social challenges. So they get to control, they get to control the products private companies create, they get to control where they go, they get to decide with the public good. The Great Reset is Clavenon. It is the truth that people like Sidney Powell are making up crazy theories about. It is why people buy into these crazy theories when you have untrustworthy people like Chuck Todd and George Stephanopoulos reporting the news, essentially a corrupt cabal of leftist international corporations reporting the news. People in da Davos who have nothing to do with us, no power over us, no point in, in, no interest in us, no right to be a part of our government, conspiring to have an international government that imposes socialism on us instead of the market economy that has built this country and made this country great. You know, you see their, their footprint. I mean, we have this thing in California, uh, Proposition 16. And Proposition 16 was an attempt to disassemble the, the California Constitution, which forbids... Um, it forbids racist, racial discrimination, but they want to bring racial discrimination back so they can discriminate in favor of people they feel were discriminated against. They want to have racial quotas. They want to have the Black Lives Matter. They want to have favoritism for black people, which basically turns black people into perennial victims and perennially sad, you know, people who uh, they can't do anything without the help of the government, right? Who that, that, um, proposition went down in flames. People said, no, no, we don't want racial discrimination here. We want to be Americans. And even, even here in California, we want to be Americans. So who is supporting this thing? The ACLU was supporting it and the Open Society Policy Center, George Soros. George Soros, the only Jew in the world that the left thinks you're not allowed to attack because it's anti-Semitic. There's only one Jewish person in all the world the left will not attack, and that's George Soros. And George Soros, you know, is fighting with Poland because Poland doesn't want to take all the migrants that the EU says. And, and George Soros is saying, you know, he's making an excuse. They turned down some uh, some rules that the EU put forward and Hungary and Poland said, we don't want to participate in this because we don't want Europe controlling us. And George Soros goes after them and says, well, they should be defunded. We should defund all these people. Well, what is, you know, what does George Soros have to do with Hungary and Poland? He's, he's, in, he's in California trying to force racial discrimination on us, trying to putting millions of dollars into winning that. We reject him. Now he's in Poland and what's he got to do with him? He's writing articles about how bad they are. It is it is truly, truly remarkable to watch this going on and then have people tell you in the New York Times, a former newspaper, have people tell you that you're just making it up. It's just on right wing media and all this stuff. By the way, I just have to pause here for one moment. Uh, my friend Mike Duran tweeted a joke about uh, Angela Merkel uh, talking about these international, you know, the international uh, forces that are basically always run by Germany because Germany is the one place that really keeps their economy sound. And the joke is that Angela Merkel goes to France and she's stopped at, at the border by the customs people and the customs guy says name and she says Angela Merkel. And the customs guy says nationality. Uh, she says uh, German. Uh, the guy says occupation and she says, no, I'm just visiting. So <laughs> I, th I thought that was pretty good. 
Anyway, the fact is, it is Clavenon to say, it is not QAnon, it is Clavenon to say there are international forces that we have to fight against. And that's why we have to be paying attention to Georgia. That's why we have to be paying attention to getting MAGA people, America first people into government, into our governments. If, if you don't think, if you don't think that these people who get a little power, who get a little, little taste of power, get out of control, then all you have to do is look at the governors and the way they are behaving in this second wave, the flu season, the second wave of the Wu flu. We, we, know, we know that these shutdowns don't do anything but delay the spread of the disease. And even that is, is questionable. They're telling people not to go to Thanksgiving. They're telling people not to go to Christmas. Uh, Gavin Newsom in California is basically just throwing a temper tantrum because he was caught violating his own rules. He was caught at this fancy dinner party with fancy people in a closed room sitting together with no masks on and people called him out for it and suddenly everybody had to shut down. Suddenly there was going to be uh, a um, a curfew. Everybody's supposed to be indoors by 10 p.m. because that's when uh, the virus stops spreading and it goes to bed at 10 p.m. I have no idea. In Huntington Beach, I believe it was, they started protesting against this. Here, here's what that looked like. So they're fighting. They're fighting back, and you know they're coming out after the the time. Uh, some some sheriffs are saying they won't enforce it. Uh, there are people uh, protesting against this all over the place, just saying they won't do it now. So so Newsom reacted again. Newsom is is basically it's a conversation. We're saying you suck. He's saying yes, but I have all the power. So now he's declared that restaurants have to shut. Restaurants have poured so much money into setting up a world in which they can. Uh, when people can eat outside. We were at a restaurant last night. They had a beautiful little place set up in what was used to be like a little parking alley and they decorated it. And so we could sit outside. It was all heated and we had a wonderful meal. They, Wednesday, they have to close. Why? Because Gavin Newsom was caught being a hypocritical tyrant, a petty tyrant. He's not a Nazi. He's a petty tyrant, right? Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. Do you know this? Andrew Cuomo is going to be given an Emmy they, the Emmy, they usually give Emmys to uh, actors, obviously, TV people. But they said the governor's 111 daily briefings worked so well because he effectively created television shows with characters, plot lines, and stories of success and failure. They're celebrating the governor death. They're celebrating governor death. They wanted to give him a Grammy, but uh, Grammy died when he sent uh, flu sufferers into her uh, rest home. Uh, so Grammy was out and we had to go to Emmy, uh, who's still just uh, alive, but can't go out because he's shutting down schools. Uh, Emmy can't go to school because they're shutting down schools in New York, making no sense whatsoever. In Buffalo, New York, in Buffalo, New York, people actually, uh, a health inspector came into the businesses and the businesses, small businesses staged a demonstration and basically tossed her. This is cut four. This is private property. They're not wanted here. So do your jobs. Well, her job is... You well, no, no, your you job is to remove people that are not wanted here. You have a She's We're wanted here. Department. They're not. You She's have a hiding her name tag. I'm not. Tank. It's right here. Go. It's my name. You can see my name They're just doing their job. There we go. You should all be wearing masks. How come I'm not doing anything wrong. Don't worry about my health. 
My health isn't you're, your concern. You're meant to be wearing a mask. It's a government. Okay, well, then write me up. It's the law. Okay, then, but then, then take me to jail. It's not the law. Then take me to jail. Show me the law. Show me the law. Show me the law. Well, I think we got to go Mask. You have to leave. You guys have to leave. You have to leave. Right now, you're trespassing without a warrant. Mass civil disobedience. You're not trespassing. You're trespassing. It doesn't matter. We have a right to be here. Then get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Go get a warrant. Yes, you do. Come back with a warrant or leave. Come, come back with a warrant or leave. I mean, people are holding up, uh, you know, their video cameras on their phones and saying, uh, you know, am I am I being detained? Very important thing to say. I remain kind of naive about uh, cybersecurity. I just always think that no one would care about me and no one would bother to steal my identity. Uh, but that, it's just not true. It's just not true. And I use LifeLock because I know it's not true. And that way I don't have to think about it. Cyber criminals do all kinds of crazy things. I always wonder, why do they do this? What, you know, have they nothing better to do? But they'll hide malware in emails. And you get an email, a deceptive email that looks like a real invoice or an invitation or something like this. And you click on it, and then you get a virus in your computer. It's just amazing the kinds of nasty things that people do. And it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This holiday season, you could miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, like, for instance, your social security number going on sale on the dark web. And if they detect your information is in danger, they will send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can help you feel protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com slash Claven. That's lifelock.com slash Claven for 25% off. Go on the dark net, which is the only place you can find out where, how to spell Claven. It's K-L-A-V-A-N. No ease. Hey, I got to pause here since we're talking about Thanksgiving and them trying to stop it. Uh, Thanksgiving also means Black Friday is almost here. And since last year's Black Friday deal, we have been consistently adding more features and products to our membership program. We're really excited about this. To name a few things, we've added more exclusive Reader's Pass content. Uh, our Insider and Above members can now stream our content on Apple TV and Roku. And we're currently adding the entire PragerU catalog, as you know, behind our playwall, paywall. Your account now comes with custom badges that you can earn by participating in current events. If you're an all-access member, you get to join All Access Live. Lots and lots of stuff. We're continuing to add new features and products uh, all the time. Candace Owens is going to be part of it. So come on over for Black Friday and get a deal uh, when you subscribe to The Daily Wire, which you should. So Phil Murphy, governor of New Jersey, goes on Stephanopoulos. A lot of law officers are just saying, we're not doing this. We're not going to, we're Americans. We're not going to go into Americans' home. Sacramento County Sheriff's Office says we will not be determining compliance with or enforcing compliance of any health or emergency orders related to curfews staying at home. We're not going into people's homes, say the Amer these American law officers, to see what their Thanksgiving is like. This is not, that's not this country. It is not this country. So George Stephanopoulos, right? Clinton hack, George Stephanopoulos, uh, has Governor Phil Murphy of New Jersey on because the New Jersey cops are saying this as well and is urging him to do something to get these cops to break into people's homes and stop those Thanksgivings. This is cut seven. We just heard that police chief say he's not going to enforce these new rules. Anything you can do about that? 
listen, I heard him say, I don't want to ruin anyone's Thanksgiving. Um, and that gentleman, I believe, is, is, is an outlier. Uh, what would really ruin your Thanksgiving if somebody gets sick and, and God forbid dies. So uh, we got to do everything we can. But there's a huge amount of burden here on personal responsibility and doing the right thing. You know, if he had said that in the beginning, if any of these governors would stop being such petty tyrants and just there's a difference between saying wear a mask, please, and you must wear a mask. There's a difference. And Americans still know the difference. Uh, you know, the TV, these guys, Stephanopoulos, all of TV is basically just broadcasting. Be afraid. Obey. Be afraid. Obey. And they wonder why nobody does it. And then, of course, they, they have complete uh, double standard when Black Lives Matter takes to the streets and start throwing bricks through window. Oh, that's safe. You know, you want that's you have to balance. You have to balance the public health, the the fact that it's it's good for public health for people to throw bricks through windows, and the fact that it's bad for public health for Trump to ha- hold rallies. I mean, those are the things you have to balance. The hypocrisy is part of tyranny. Hypocrisy is part of tyranny because it's a way of saying to the people, we don't. You have no power over us. We have power over you. That is why Gavin Newsom is doing what he's doing, because he's trying to say, no, my hypocrisy doesn't matter. See, I have the power. It doesn't matter. So you have to do what I say. I don't have to do what you say. I don't even have to do what I say, is what Gavin Newsom is telling us, right? This is the, the hypocrisy is part of the tyranny. Luckily, luckily, Joe Biden is on his way and he has got a plan to ha- for how to deal with the virus. This is cut one. We talked a lot about with the governors about what the immediate needs are. I'm going to we're going to impose the we're going to enforce the excuse me, employ the Defense uh, Reconstructed Act to be able to go out there and dictate companies build and do following things. We need much more testing. We need much more masking. We need more. We need gloves. I asked them each to go and ask the National Governor Association through the Governor Cuomo and the ones on the line to let us know what their shortages are. So, so I'm I'm sorry, Trump won, but this could be the funniest presidency ever until he keels over. But I mean, this, is, this guy, I don't even know what he's talking about. This is the other thing that leads to conspiracy theories. It leads to people distrusting the, the the obvious double standard. Here is here is Joe Biden. This is really funny, and the 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 sound on it isn't great. So I'll tell you what he's saying afterwards if he can't hear it. But it is amazing. Joe Biden is having a press conference. Uh, let's just play the clip versus cut uh, three. Just to understand, uh, in, uh, in my Oval Office, you're a you casa. I'm going to need you. I hope we're going to spend a lot of time together. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming in. Mr. Mr. Biden, the, the COVID task force said it's safe for students to be in class. Are you going to encourage unions to cooperate more to bring kids back to classroom, sir? Why are you the only guy with all these questions? Mikasa is Sukasa. Get out of Sukasa. <laughs> it's like, that's the, that, that is the press being treated with complete, you know, Remember Donald Trump, they, they keep saying, oh my gosh, it's, he's so horrible, he's so mean to us, he keeps calling us fake news, he's a fascist, he's burning up the First Amendment, what a terrible guy. And then he would stand outside for 45 minutes answering any question they asked him, even as they screamed at him, even as they accused him of things, even as like Jim Acosta put on the Jim Acosta show, Trump answered all those questions 
Joe Biden, it's like, why are you shouting questions at me? What, what, what is this shouting question? Mi casa es tu casa, get out. You know, I mean, this is the thing. And listen to the difference. Here's Pence. Here's Mike Pence walking out of a press conference. Listen to the way they treat him. This is cut five. So that's the way they treat Mike Pence. The, the, the thing about this is, I've said this repeatedly, I wouldn't mind them treating Mike Pence like this. I think Pence is a good guy, but I wouldn't mind the press treating him like that if they treated Biden like that, if they treated Obama like that. That's what we're dealing with. It is not the way they treated Trump. I don't care if they go after, you know, these people are very powerful. Trump, Biden, uh, uh, Obama, they're all very powerful people. I don't mind the press going after powerful people, but they don't. They don't. Obama was brutal to the press. He bugged their phones. He accused them of breaking the law just when they did their job. He was incredibly secretive. They were on the phone with the press, screaming at them all the time whenever they said anything wrong about them. Donald Trump has allowed the press to basically call him a Nazi for four years, a Russian asset, a Nazi, whatever it was that particular week, and not done a thing about it. But to them, Trump was the problem. So we see, you know, we see all this. We see all this is going on, and it's very hard to say you know, we have somebody on our side who maybe isn't telling the truth or has maybe gone overboard. And listen, again, Sidney Powell comes out tomorrow and says, here's the proof. And we get a look at it and we say, oh, gee, you know, that is pretty good. <laughs> That's fine with me. I'll change my mind. But until I see it, she's saying a lot of outlandish and outrageous things. And just because somebody sat next to somebody or somebody knew somebody or somebody bought another software company that the other company used to own, that doesn't mean a damn thing. And when you're making claims like that, you have got to produce genuine evidence because remember, even the people we don't like, the people we oppose, have the right to vote. And when you negate those votes, when you negate, you know, the New York Times has caught on to this. They're saying, oh, he's negating black votes, right? They're, they're selling this. They're selling this, right? They, they're, they're, they know that this is a good thing for them if, if they don't produce the proof. You know, today, uh, uh, Joe Biden appointed, named as, uh, as his secretary of state, a guy named Anthony Blinken. Uh, I also think he should get Winken and nod to be, be in there. Or maybe he should just get Winken and Biden will nod. Uh, but Anthony Blinken, and Anthony Blinken is a globalist, basically. Anthony Blinken is a guy who believes that America first was a bad thing. That's what we're fighting for. What we're fighting for is against these great reset guys and for us. Why? Because we have the values that a lot of countries don't have. And as we've seen with the UN, when we all join together, it's the worst countries who rise to the top, right? Because that's suddenly we're putting them on an equal moral footing with us, and they're not. You know, they're just not. I mean, a lot of countries that are, that are not run like Russia is not on an equal moral footing with us. China, not on an equal moral footing with us. We have the instruments here to protect ourselves. We have the instruments here to protect our free speech. They don't have those instruments. Even England, one of the most free countries on earth, doesn't have those instruments anymore to protect free speech. Say, please come to your house if you ex express a, an opinion about Islam online that they don't like. I mean, that can't happen here because of our First Amendment. We want to be in charge of our own country because it's unique. It's uniquely free. Now, if you want to have a global world and we run it, okay, 
I'll, I'm for that. But until that day, I don't want some clown in Davos running it. And that's why we have to fight them. And the way to fight them is to get MAGA people, people who believe in America first and America is a sovereign nation with sovereign laws, get them into office, starting with Georgia, continuing in two years with the fight for the House and four years bringing forward a guy who believes what Donald Trump believes, but maybe has or girl. Who, but maybe has better manners. And people were yelling at me about that too. They were saying that communists are trying to take over the world and you care about manners. You bet I do. Because manners, you can fight, until the shooting starts, until actual, there's actual violence in the street, you can fight every fight with manners without alienating people, which I think is what happened in this election. So listen, you know, I feel your pain. You know, I feel the pain. I, I, I literally feel the pain. You know, I'm, I actually am deeply sad about some of the outcomes of this election, deeply hopeful about some of the others. But my mind is going forward. My mind is ahead. I'm not looking backward because no one has convinced me that that's where my mind should be. I'm not going to live a bitter, like angry life, always thinking, oh, I could have done something there. Sometimes you just lose, folks. And this time, I think at the top, we lost. If the proof comes in, if the evidence changes, I will look at it, but I'm not your enemy. I'm not your enemy for telling you what I think, honestly. That's what you're looking for. That's what you need, because otherwise you get stuck in these machines that are trying to keep you away from your own actual experience of sadness, because sadness is painful. That's what I got to say. But I'll be back again tomorrow. If anybody is still left listening, (laughs) I'm Andrew Clavin. This is The Andrew Clavin Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review and also tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Wall Show, and The Michael Knoll Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Clavin Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadowski. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico. Audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants, McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Claven Show is a Daily Wire production. Copyright Daily Wire 2020. Attorney Sidney Powell promises to release the Kraken on election fraud. A Pulitzer Prize winner advocates snuffing out conservatism, and liberals complain after a vicious rapist and murderer gets the death penalty. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show.